volunteer state. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Falquest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. Celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Want to get a full tank of freedom? Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. By Blue Bunny Ice Cream. Available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. By Tennessee LASIK Associates. Proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK and by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by... Chilly Sunday evening to everybody out there listening to us. This is The Nation, and we are so glad to be here with our friends at Texas Roadhouse here at the Morrell Road location. I'm Chris Lowe with Austin Price. Uh, it's a, another edition AP of the Big Orange Football Revival. As Tennessee goes on the road, wins its fifth game in the last six outings. Four in a row. 24-20 over Missouri. Uh, albeit a Missouri team that had been reeling without two of its best receivers. But a Missouri team over the last few years who had really handled Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, fifty to seventeen. The last two, uh, the last two meetings, a, a combined score of a hundred to thirty-four. And you know, Chris, I mean, when this is a, a Missouri team that's really dominated the series since they come in the league, outside of uh, back-to-back wins in t- two thousand fifteen, which was Gary Pinkle's last year, a, a Missouri team that uh, again was kind of downtrodden, and then uh, Josh Dobbs going. Bananas in 2016, where Tennessee put up over 60. It's been all Tigers, and uh, you know Tennessee last night <laughs> tried to give the game away uh, a couple of different times. They should have won that game by, you know, at least two scores. And uh, you know they they found a way, much like they've done the last few weeks. You know, uh, two weeks ago at Kentucky, tied Chandler fumbles. You know, when Tennessee's got all the momentum, Kentucky goes down and Tennessee has to make a play. Last night, Tennessee's driving, I think, to go up by two scores and put the game away. Tim Jordan fumbles, keeps Missouri in it. and uh, But Tennessee's defense, again, found a way to make some plays. And, uh, you know, how can you not talk about the offense? Jared Garantano, 415 yards, first of all, to go over 400 yards since Tyler Bray in 2012. Same offensive coordinator both times, Jim Chaney, um, and, and only the third ball in history. And then for the first time in school history, Tennessee with over three 100-yard receivers, 
as uh, you know, Marquez Callaway, Jawan Jennings, and Josh Palmer all hit the century mark. A lot of MVPs last night for the uh, Vols, no question. Our MVP, the Mortgage Investors Group, we'd like to thank Mortgage Investors Group for helping bring you the nation each and every week. Uh, you know, as a first-time home buyer, applying for your home first home loan can seem like a daunting task, but don't worry. Mortgage Investors Group will be here every step of the way. Let our experts help you get started on the path to home ownership. Mortgage Investors Group has real offices with real people right here in Tennessee. If you're feeling stuck on where to go for mortgage advice, go to Mortgage Investors Group website. That's MIGonline.com to chat with a licensed loan officer online and get moving today toward your home buying goal. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to helping Tennesseans fulfill their dreams of home ownership. Their mortgage experts will find and structure the mortgage that best fits your needs and achieves your goals. Mortgage Investors Group wants to be your home lender. Maybe you're buying a new home. Uh, just lower your home loan payment. Maybe pull out some cash out of the equity of your home. Let Mortgage Investors Group work for you. So go to MIGonline.com for the office nearest you. Equal housing lender. License 109 111 11 uh, We hope in the second segment tonight to catch up with, in my mind, in a lot of ways, one of the heartbeats of this Tennessee football team this year, Trey Smith, who was absolutely a man last night up front. And I think in, when you look at what Tennessee has done in the line of scrimmage, really on both sides, but certainly in the offensive line, the way they were able to protect Garantano, give him a lot of clean pockets, the, the ability to throw the football, and to watch big number 73. Oh, he mauled people. Just, just that's a great word because he did. And, and to know where he's come from and what that kid's overcome and what he's faced, again, there's a lot of heartbeats, a lot of MVPs on this football team. But big number 73, Trey Smith, has been uh, certainly right there at the top of that list. We hope to catch up with Trey tonight in the second segment of the nation. You know, I thought, AP, as I watched the post game last night, and you, you saw sort of Jeremy on the sidelines, and Cole Kubelik was talking to him, and you know, you know Jeremy was glad to win the football game, and I think this is sort of who last night was one of the few times I've seen him smile exiting the field. But and this is sort of who he is, and a lot of it goes back to his background. You know, son of a coach, coached under Nick Saban. He knew last night they won, and they gutted it out and did some good things. But boy, and you could just sort of see it in his face. He knew they did not play clean football, and they got to play better. And he wants to see this team play better. Well, he, he still maintains they've not played their best game of the year. I don't disagree with that. Just look at the quarterback position. Jarrett threw for 415 yards, and he left at least seven throws out there where he just missed a throw. I mean, if he if he throws it where he's supposed to throw it, it's an easy completion. You're talking probably close to 500 yards. He didn't play his best game, and yet they found a way to put up over 415 yards through the air. You know, you, offensively. Had the fumble, you know, the big the fumble, fumble to hurt them. First half, they weren't able to run it effectively. The second half, they were, though. Ty Chandler goes from 1.7 yards per carry in the first half. For the game, he averaged almost five. Tim Jordan was a, about five yards a carry. Against a Missouri defensive front that's as good as any. And really I know good. Jim Chaney believes that there are several uh, day one or day two picks on that defensive line really good, for Missouri. Really good front. No, you're, you're right. And, and I think you saw Tennessee's offensive line, and I think we want to try to talk to Trey about this in the second segment. You really saw that line start to assert itself and its will on that Missouri defense. And, I, you know, when you throw the football as much as Tennessee did last night and the other team knows you're going to throw it, 
And listen, Tennessee's strength most of the year has been their receiving core. They got three guys for the first time ever. And when you think about Tennessee football and wide receiver U, for the first time ever in a game, they've got three receivers who go over 100 yards receiving. That says something. But to be that good in the pass game, you've got to be able to protect, especially when the other team knows you're going to throw it. And kudos to those guys up front. Kudos to Will Friend and the staff for the way they've come along, the way they've been developed, finding the right combinations, mixing and matching, playing different guys. Because you can't ever just play with five guys up front in the offensive line. You've got to develop a lot more than that. They've been able to do that. And uh, to play at the level they're playing at right now, this is a team back in September – and still doing this a lot, but playing a couple freshman tackles, but you had other guys that have stepped in and made contributions. And, and, and to see them improve the way they have says a lot about a lot of people. Yeah, and it's not just the, the freshman tackles. It's a guy like K. Ron Calvert who Absolutely. does not have a lot of experience, and he continues to get better each and every week. Darnell Wright kind of gutted through some snaps last night, uh, still nursing that you know, kind of you know, hurt ankle. And, uh, and then Bryce Thompson, you know, continues to uh, gut through a knee, you know, and so does Henry To'oto'o, and, uh, or To'oto'o. Um, Get it right. I'll never, I'll, th- th- I'll struggle right. with that kid's name until he graduates because we joked around about it so much while he was in the recruiting process and butchered it so bad. You know, I really need to take a day and just focus on it like I did Ak Perogane, you know. <laughs> let's, I tell you what, let's see if we can get Jeremy Pruitt on the phone and get him to say that name. Chris Ackbrigley's pretty good. Um. <laughs> but, you know, going back, though, that to, to Tennessee winning and yet not really coming close to playing its best game, there are a lot of things you can point out. But I also think that it points to and underscores the growth of this team, figuring out ways to win games when they don't play their best game. I thought they gave away a chance, and this is probably more of the staff there at the end of the first half, the oh, way they manage the clock. Oh, they manage the clock so poorly to, on that last To have try. a throw or two into the yeah, end zone. Yeah, agreed. I mean, they, I mean <laughs> it was bizarre to me how they managed the clock there at the end of the first so half. So there's a lot there that didn't go perfectly, and I think if you are an optimist, you look at that and say, well, boy, if they just continue to grow here, the staff, if Jeremy is a head coach, if the line continues to grow, um, they don't turn the football over. There's a lot more out there for this football team. I think that's the most promising thing for all football fans now with one game left in the regular season, Vanderbilt this Saturday, Tennessee bowl eligible. And to me, AP, clearly if they close it out with a win over Vanderbilt, they're going to be a hot commodity to go somewhere in Florida, maybe the Gator Bowl. Yeah, I think the Gator Bowl, it makes the most sense. I think the Outback, there's an outside shot of that. But, um, you know, the Gator Bowl had had Kentucky two years ago. They had Texas A&M last year. Those are the teams Tennessee's going to be battling out for for that kind of bowl. Um and Tennessee's going to have the same record as those two teams. Kentucky's going to end 7-5, and five, providing they beat Louisville next week. And A&M is going to be 7-5 and five when they lose to LSU next week. Their five, their five losses are gross, Chris. Clemson, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, and LSU. Look at, look at, <laughs> it's, look, put A&M's schedule and Auburn's schedule side by side and show me two I teams think, in America that have played harder schedules well, than those two. I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I, I do believe – that that A and M's is worse. I think Clemson's better than Oregon, and that's where well, I and, and, that, and that's where I and that's where I weigh it. And that's and they and I mean, they had to play. It's, it's I was close, at that game. It's close. It was at Clemson too. Yeah, the game was at Clemson. Not a neutral site. Oregon was in Dallas, so yeah. I mean that probably tilts the. But both of those schedules, which which goes again to show in college football, I think Jimbo likes the SEC. <laughs> schedule <laughs> schedule is so important. If you hit the schedule hey, just right, the, 
and which, which is why Tennessee's got to take advantage of this three-year run. This year they had Mississippi State. Next year they have Arkansas. The following year they have Ole Miss. They've got to take advantage of these three years before you go back into playing Alabama and Texas A&M or Alabama and LSU, Alabama and Auburn. Which, I mean, and if you step back 3,000 feet away from this year, this season, and you look at what's happened, clearly this has been a, just a, an unbelievable turnaround from Tennessee to get to where they were. But you know, if you step back a little bit further, Tennessee's never going to get a more inviting non-conference schedule than they had this year. Four games at home, no games against Power 5 teams, and, and that's why there's different ways to look at what's happened here. I felt like coming into this uh, season I mean, I f- that, that Tennessee would be or had a great chance to be a seven-win football team. Now, it, it hasn't gone anywhere close to what I thought it would be, the way they got to seven wins. But that's why it, when we all look at schedules in August, and we do this, I'm guilty of it, you're guilty of it, win-win, loss-loss, win-win. <laughs> It never works out the way you think it is. Well, but. And nobody could have drew the map that they've done this year. Exactly. Nobody, nobody in the world had them going one and four and then running the, the slate of games that Tennessee's not been able to win the last seven or eight years. Beating, the, beating a team from the West, Mississippi State. Until last year, Tennessee hadn't been able to do that in so long. Now they won two in a row, not counting Alabama. Um, and then, uh, you know, beating South Carolina. Hadn't been able to do that in a while because Muschamp has been undefeated undefeated against Tennessee, not been able to beat Missouri. I mean, you know, Tennessee has all of a sudden run the the gauntlet of all these 50-50 games that they had to win to get to a bowl, and now they're playing Vanderbilt. You know, Vanderbilt's going to come out because Derek Mason's going to say, we we own this state. Privately, he's going to tell them, this is still our state, guys. Until they beat us, we're better than them. They're going to come out and throw their best punch at Tennessee early next Saturday. And they, I don't think their punch is very good. And they played typically pretty well against Tennessee the yeah, last few years. That's they right. played some of their best football against Tennessee. That's right. I thought I really thought if Tennessee had lost last night, it was going to be very, very anxious all week because the pressure was going to be on them to not, do, to not you know, flounder down the stretch again. Yeah. And, but now that they've won this game, I think they play free against Vanderbilt. And, and and I don't even think the game is close outside of maybe the first yeah. quarter. And there's and there's so many different ways to look at the season, and, and I want to be very clear in what I'm saying here, I, because it's easy to have revisionist history after the fact, and I've already seen some people sort of dismiss what Tennessee's done because they played quote unquote Missouri, which is reeling and has been reeling. South Carolina has not been very good, but it's also a South Carolina team that beat Georgia in Georgia. Okay, so certainly they're capable. But if you want to sort of look at it completely objectively, completely balanced, this non-conference schedule was tailor-made for this team to get to a bowl game. And I think, again, not to have revisionist history, I don't think any of us sitting right here right now after they started 0-2 well, if, what would have said this team has a chance to be a 7-win football well, if, team. If Tennessee was 8-3 and three right now instead of 6-5, and five, they would be likely playing for a chance to go to Orlando. Right. Because even though Florida would have the same record, I think Tennessee's draw of not having been there since 2001, almost 20 years since they've been to Orlando in the Citrus Bowl, um, or the Capital One Bowl. Um, you know, Get it right. You know, I, I just think that they're that much like, you know, the reason that I think the tax their bowl, and I, and I get it. I mean, you know, all technically once you drop past, you know, Orlando, Tampa, Nashville, Charlotte, 
Jacksonville. They're all the same. Yeah, go and, somewhere. Go somewhere where you, you know your fans are going to follow. Your fans are excited. Clearly, Tennessee's fans want to go watch this team play football again. We're going to take a break, but I think this is the thing, AP, that Tennessee fans are most optimistic about: is you've seen a team that has responded to its head football coach, and you've seen a team that, that has gotten on the right trajectory after some really tough times when this team was way, way down on the deck. And despite some of the narratives, yay and nay, out there nationally, locally, regionally about Jeremy Pruitt, the, the face mask tug with Garantano grabbing uh, Schamberger by the jersey the other night, all that aside, whether you agree with it, whether you don't agree with it, this team has fought back and responded to its head football coach. And you start, you're starting to see a culture in and around this program now, a bite-back culture that I think it had been missing for a while. And going forward, if they can continue to recruit and finish out this season, because they certainly – you give it all back if you lose this weekend. But if you finish it out, then there's a lot of hope for this program that you're starting to see some light down the road. No doubt. And, and at the end of the day, and we'll talk to Trey about this on the other side, is a group of seniors that really didn't know how to win. They've learned how to win the last six weeks. They've learned how to gut through, make plays, and, and, and really, um, you know, they've, they've kind of been tested and they've shown what they're made of. All right, that's Austin Price, uh, a.k.a. Scratch Golfer, here at the Texas Roadhouse in the Morrell Road location, just adjacent to Westtown Mall. We'll be back here in a couple of minutes when we hope to catch up with big number 73, Trey Smith. Well, we love being here with our good friends at Texas Roadhouse. You know, your home for legendary service, legendary food, and legendary service. There's 12 area East Tennessee restaurants in our locations at Texas Roadhouse. Are you hungry for a great deal? Texas Roadhouse features 11 early dine entrees for less than $10 on Mondays through Thursdays until 6 p.m. You can choose from the six-ounce sirloin, barbecue chicken, pulled pork dinner, and many other favorites. Bring in the whole family to enjoy kids' night at Texas Roadhouse. Visit TexasRoadhouse.com. To find out the details about your favorite location, Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, made-from-scratch sides and dressings, fresh-baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. It takes talent and grit to win a sports championship, and the same is true in flooring. With our master installers and flooring experts, Frazier's brings the best team to your floor. Call us at 546-4850 to win the new floor championship. Everything for the floor, from the team you trust more, Frazier's.
The world's most interesting beer is now available this season at Neyland Stadium, the home of the Vols. Enjoy the excitement of Dos Equis Cerveza at your watch party tailgate and now at University of Tennessee home football games. Dos Equis is the official beer sponsor of the college football playoffs, so it's the perfect beer for fall Saturdays in Big Orange Country. Brewed since 1897, it's all about tradition, just like college football. So keep it interessante at Neyland with Dos Equis. Please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, proud supporter of UT Athletics. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. All right, welcome back into the show, The Nation. We do this every Sunday night. I'm Chris Lowe with Austin Price. Let's go right to the phone lines. And uh, what, a tr- what a pleasure it is to bring in big number 73, Trey Smith. Trey, my friend, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, congratulations on what this team's been able to do the last few weeks. And, and let's, let's get right to it, man. What's been the key yeah. in your mind and the way you guys have turned things around on the football field? Uh, honestly, I can go back to after the Florida game. Uh, Coach Pruitt sat the team down as soon as we got back from the hospital and sort of put us back in the focus, uh, just, you know, identifying what we were doing wrong. It's not that we weren't playing hard, we weren't executing enough. And I think from that moment on, we were all really bought into the system, bought into what the coach said, and try to apply to everything we did on a daily basis. Trey, uh, you, I look at the seniors, the veterans on this team across the board, and every game it, it's sim- seemingly somebody different. But the good football teams, the teams that hang in there, the teams that finish season strong, almost invariably have that type of senior leadership and veterans who get it done. In your mind, what's that been like with this football team to see that sort of take shape? Yeah, there have definitely been some leaders on this team this year. Um, big shout-outs to guys like Nigel Warrior, you know, Daryl Taylor, Dan Batuli, you know. You know, these are the guys that are really leading us day in and day out. In terms of, uh, you know, just development, we had a lot of younger guys step up to the plate. Uh, you know, their name was called, like Henry Toto, uh, Wanye Morris, you know, Darnell. Whenever we have people and their names called, ready to go. And that really could be attributed to the coaching, but – in terms of our seniors, man, uh, we want to fight for them. You know, like Juwan Jennings, he always talks about, you know, fighting for the seniors. And we take it to heart every time we go on that field to send them out right, send them out the right way they deserve to go out. Trey, it's Austin. Um, I, this this team just seems like such a fun team to cover uh, for me and a lot of the guys just based off the fact that, you know, you guys have got like three really cool comeback stories. Obviously yourself coming off the blood clots. you got Juwan as a comeback from just two years ago and, being dismissed. Then you got JG, who is who has had this you know six week comeback from you know that terrible start to the season. What is it about this group that just does not say die? I mean, they just continue to fight. Oh man, this is not in our DNA to quit, man. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Um, I guess the biggest word I could I could think of and fathom right now is just resiliency. Uh, no matter what the circumstances, you know, we've been in some pretty bad predicaments. Uh, I know I've been since my college career started here. Uh, but no matter what happens, even from top to bottom, from the seniors I had in 2017 all the way up to now, we always believe in the system that we're never going to quit regardless of what happens in life. But what I've always been raised to do is never quit, always keep fighting to the next day. And I think, you know, just everything that's instilled in us in this program, just never give up, never quit. You know, time's going to get hard. But you put on steam, man. You put on more steam. I think we live it every day. You can see it through all of our stories. That you know, we're just gonna keep putting on more steam, like they say. We're gonna get the results that we want, even though we don't have it at the moment. 
Trey, I, I know you're not going to talk about the future, but just having been through what you've been through, do you really kind of relish every time you go on the field, and specifically this, this weekend's the last game of this season at Neyland Stadium? Will you just kind of soak that up? Yeah, absolutely. You know, anytime I get to step on the football field, you know, I always pray to God for the opportunity to be out there. Uh, you know, because honestly, it's a blessing to be out there. Um, it's a privilege to play the game. But, you know, I, I take every every play, I try to give it my all, man. It's just really a blessing to be out there, and I love being out there. It's, I'm just really thankful for the opportunities I've been here with. Trey, it's Chris again. You know, I know having spent some time with you, prior to you know the season, prior to last season, and, and just what you have had to go through just to get back on the football field. And I wonder what goes through your mind now before every game when you step foot on the field. I know how much it meant to you, how much it meant to your family to come to the University of Tennessee and play football and represent the state, the pride of Jackson. Uh, well, what goes through your mind before every game now when you step on the field? Um. It's sort of been a mental shift, I'd say. Uh, in the end of the season, I was more so nervous about everything working out, uh, if I was going to play well, you know. Um, all, every time I step on the field, I always pray to God, you know, that his angels would camp around me, that he has protection around me, that I'll play well. And I always think about my mom, I always think about my family, my friends, uh, everyone who's helped me get to the point where I'm at. And I always think about that. And then, I'm, I'm you know, I'm sort of, I'm sort of uh, reassured that everything's going to be okay. I'd say at the beginning of the season, there's more nervousness and anxiety that this is going to work. But now when I step on the field, I'm reassured every time I step on the field. It's sort of like I know I can get it done. I know God bless me with my abilities that there's no reason I should be nervous, no reason I should be anxious because I, I do this every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm made for it. Right. Yeah, I, uh, you know, when, when I watch over the years, when I watch football teams get better and improve, the thing I always look for, and I, I guess I'm just old, Trey, is I look up front offensive and defensive lines and the way teams come together up front, the, the cohesiveness, uh, the way they play with confidence. Now, you guys have played some different combinations up front offensively, but watching you improve week to week, I'm talking about the offensive line, and the way you'd be able to, to mix and match, and then the way last night you guys really asserted your will, how pleasing has that been to you to see the way offensively you guys have come together up front? Yeah, it's all a good moment uh, when you can enforce your will on your opponent, especially the offensive line. Uh, you know, it's really a testament to Coach Chaney's system. Uh, it's a testament to Coach Friend's coaching, uh, Coach Cam Clemens, Coach O'Brien, our strength staff, you know, getting us ready in the offseason. Uh, you know, also a testament to Wanya Morris, Darnell Wright coming in as freshman playing. In circumstances they had to play in, you know, whenever our number's called, man, we're ready to go. And, you know, it goes back to our training, man. That's what always goes back to, that we were trained, Tennessee trained, ready to go. But, you know, it's, it's a great feeling as offensive line coming together. I think the chemistry in the room is awesome. We have a great culture going forward. Uh, you know, the future is really bright with the Tennessee offensive line. Um, you know, it, it's honestly, it's a joy. It's so much fun to be around those guys day in and day out. Trey, it's Austin again. Uh, you've talked a lot about when you step on the field in this interview. What, what is it about you? I mean, like I've watched you interact with little kids, and you're like a gentle giant. You you you're leading this, you know, coach for the cold drive. You've got such a big heart. But when you step between the white lines, 
I'm seriously thinking about hiring you when my you know, when my girls get 16 and they're going out on dates as the guy that stands at the front door. Like you are a, you mall people, man. What's the difference? I mean, what's yeah. how do you turn it on and off? Because like I said, you, when you're when you're dealing with the common fan, you no one would you would never know that you know you were you know such a such a bear out there on the offensive line. Yeah, um, it's just it's just switching the flip, uh, ah, flipping the switch. Excuse me, I got that messed up. Uh, you know, man, it came from high school. I can attribute it to my coach Mickey Marley. Uh, you know, one of the trainers, Artis Hicks, as well. Um, you know, I used to be gentle giant on and off the field, and then you know they sat me down like, son, you know how big you are, you know how strong you are, <laughs> you know what God bless you with, you want to get to the next level. When you're on the football field, no one's your friend except for your teammates in the same colors. So whenever I get in the field, my mentality is to be the enforcer. Snap start, snap finish. I'm trying to knock you out, basically. No matter what circumstance, after the play, I'm going to give you a little nudge, man. During the play, I'm going to try to drag you to the ground. You know, I'm trying to punch you in your mouth, make you bleed the whole game. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you can break somebody mentally, your job's going to be that much easier. It's not about just breaking them at the first place, wearing them down over and over and over and over and over again until they're defeated, until they give up, until they quit. Trey, specifically uh, about this team, last night everybody's going to talk about JG and 415 yards and the three 100-yard receivers, but I thought what was as impressive as anything was the way you all turned it on in the second half up front. Running backs ran hard, and, and Ty went from 1.7 yards in the first half to – you know, averaging almost five yards a carry for the game. Tim was about five yards a carry for the game. What was the difference in the second half last night? Um, I wouldn't even say there was much difference. I think we just ran the ball a little bit more, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, I think we just got more comfortable in the system. Um, sometimes it's hard to start a game, uh, in my opinion. You know, it's cold, which it really shouldn't be a factor, but in reality it is a factor. You've been sitting out there. You've been ready to go. you got your juices flowing. You get out there. And the game's a little bit of a different tempo, a different speed than you're used to playing. And then you adjust to it. You know, I think in the second half we adjusted. We knew the different formations they were going to bring. We knew how they were going to act in certain situations and scenarios. And, uh, you know, we sort of were ready for it. Uh, you know, it's sort of a testament, once again, to Coach Friend, Coach Clemens, uh, you know, the whole office and staff for having us ready and prepared to go. Trey, we'll get you out here on this. Uh, it's Chris again. I know you've been, you know, just such a cog on the field for Tennessee and, and, and what you've done. But off the field, uh, kudos to you, my friend. You have been you and your teammates have been very involved in gathering coats for those in need. I know you've helped uh, last year uh, feed the homeless. Is that something, is that a program or something you guys want to do again this year? Is that something going forward you're going to try to do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's actually in the works right now. Uh, we're just sort of working out a couple of kinks and things like that, just straightening it out. Uh, but we're definitely going to do that in the next, really, month, or maybe even sooner that. It will be after Thanksgiving, obviously, but that is definitely something we're going to pursue. I want to make sure that's a thing that, um, you know, regardless of who does it, I want the team to do that annually. So I want to get back to community uh, any time, any way, any, any way we can, really. Well, Trey, man, I know that uh, – I know how much it meant to you and having gotten to know you over the last few years to come to Tennessee in the first place and try to get this program back to where all Tennesseans want to see it, the ball fans, and to see it turn around the way it has this year. I know how much that means to you, and I know you guys want to finish it, and, and we appreciate you spending some time with us. And I can tell you this, Trey, big number 73, I know your mom's smiling down right now from heaven on you. Yes, sir, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Trey. We appreciate the time. That's big number 73, Trey Smith, spending some time with us tonight on The Nation. 
We'll take our second break here with the Texas Roadhouse, the Morrell Road location. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Hey, fans, for the best selection of Big Orange merchandise, touchdown at Hound Dogs in West Knoxville, locally owned and operated. Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. This is Dr. Colby Stewart with Tennessee LASIK. It's been a privilege to partner with the Vols for over a decade. Tennessee LASIK has helped thousands improve their vision, including VFL greats, Rajon Neal and Will Overstreet. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Visit TNLASIK.com or call 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants you to see the Vols in 2020. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. Hey, Tennessee fans, there's a new player in town. Your favorite Blue Bunny ice cream is now available in Neyland Stadium and at Thompson Bowling Arena. It's time to sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. Made in the ice cream capital of the world, Blue Bunny offers more than 500 varieties of ice cream and novelties. Look for your favorite Blue Bunny products at participating retailers across the state or at concession stands inside Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. Sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. The world's most refreshing beer is now available at College Football's Best Stadium. This season, enjoy Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light on Rocky Top, now inside Neyland Stadium. So when the action on Shields Watkins Field heats up, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This fall at Neyland Stadium, grab the beer that supports the balls. Ice cold Coors Light. Celebrate responsibly. 21 means 21. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing. Proud sponsor of UT Athletics. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, back here on The Nation, I'm Chris Lowe with Austin Price. We're at the Texas Roadhouse, and boy, if you missed it, go back to the archive. Super interview with uh, Trey Smith in the last segment. Trey, as I said, uh, just an inspiration to so many of us. Yeah, not, not only what he's done on the field and what he's meant on the field, for the University of Tennessee, but the way he's represented himself, his family, and the university off the field and all his work in the community and, and a guy that's fought back from blood clots in his lungs. A lot of people thought that he'd never be able to play again, certainly not at a high level. Well, he's playing, and he's playing at a high level. Just go back and watch the tape from last night. A lot of good players on the, that defensive front for Missouri that he was knocking around like pinballs most of the night. So, uh, again, we our thanks to, to big number 73, for spending some time with us there in the last segment. So it's Vanderbilt, Tennessee, this Saturday, AP, uh, in Neyland Stadium. I don't think I need to tell anybody out there in Volland how many straight games that Vanderbilt and Derek Mason have won over Tennessee. I'd say that number is probably etched in everybody's memory. 
as you look at Tennessee, and it, we, we, we sort of touched on this in the first segment, they didn't, by any stretch of the imagination, play a clean football game last night. And, and I thought you hit it, but this is a team that's learned how to win. Now, coming into a game against a team that has sort of had you, well, I know sort of has had your number the last few years, and think about the difference in winning this game and losing this game, how this season is going to be viewed. What is your most what would be your biggest concern from a Tennessee perspective going into this game well, against Vanderbilt? You, you don't come out focused and you let Vanderbilt hang around. You're the better team. So, to me, you've got to come out and, you know, I think you'll, you follow 15's lead. It's, it's senior day. There's a really, really nice core group of seniors. There's not many of them, but the ones that are seniors have played a huge role in this, in, in the, in this football team and in the resurgence the last – you know, seven weeks. And so um, I, I lend myself to, you know, following, you know, Juwan Jennings' lead, Daniel Batuli's lead, Daryl Taylor, Nigel Warrior. You know, I, I just try to get on them early. And I, I come out focused. I come out fired up. And, uh, you know, I, I think you trust the coach's game plan. You're the better team. Go and show you're the better team early. Because I don't think Vanderbilt's got much to fight for. I mean, they, you know, they literally played in front of uh, – I think there's more people here at Texas Roadhouse. Did you right see now. the shot of the stadium? I think it was Adam Sparks the Tennessean took right yeah. as the national anthem uh-huh. was being sung. Yeah, and and the and the and the V was kind of non-existent in the word Vandy. So I made the I, joke I don't know that, that it was I don't, story again, this, I'm not, not dumping on on Vanderbilt. I don't know if I've ever seen the stadium. Certainly in the uh, SEC, I'm, that I'm, empty. I'm interested to see how many people. Because listen, you know Missouri had a uh, it was a 50 crowd there, 50 50 crowd. I mean, it was not great. They're not going to a bowl. They're playing at Arkansas, a team that also hasn't had any fans show up no. the last, you know, That'll be six an or seven weeks. Well. How many people are there on Friday for that one? Not many. I mean, I would I, take many. Yeah, agreed. The day after Thanksgiving, people are out shopping. They're not, they're not, you know, passing up Christmas shopping this year for Missouri at Arkansas. Yeah, you'll be on the golf course. We know that. All right, here's your favorite time of the year, AP. It's the marathon question of the week. With a full tank of freedom, you can find your own highway and discover the true spirit of the American Road Marathon, fueling the American spirit. All right, very, just bluntly, what what does Tennessee need to do the rest of the year in your mind? We know they've got two games left. They've got Vanderbilt regular season and a bowl game somewhere, probably somewhere in Florida. What does this team need to do to really give its fan base the kind of hope and the kind of promise that this program truly is headed in the right direction as they go into the offseason, into recruiting, and into next season? Well, go and win these next two games, no matter who they're against. Vanderbilt right. obviously is a given, but, uh, you know, win your bowl game, go 8-5, and five, and that means you would have won seven of your last eight games, the only loss being a, a, you know, a game where you were in the game with number one Alabama at the time. Um I, that that's where I go with that is you know you just go out and, and take care of business, win these next two, and then ha- continue to have growth from your young guys. See Jalen McCullough continue to grow. See you know uh, certain players like Quavaris Crouch continue to get better. Henry you know continue to do his thing. The offensive tackle, young offensive tackles. Um, see some of these young freshman receivers. I tell you a player that I'm really excited to see in spring and then potentially next fall, just because he has been a terror for the first team defense running scout team offense is D'Angelo Gibbs, mm-hmm. you know, Nigel Warrior's cousin. He has been phenomenal, the Georgia transfer. So 
I'm interested to see if you know if he can translate that to the game field next fall. But you know, I do think that there's some hope. Uh, you know, going into next year, no doubt. But I think everybody also needs to understand that, you know, a lot of these key playmakers on this team that we just talked about them, Daryl Taylor, mm-hmm. Batuli, Nigel Warrior, Jawan Jennings, Marquis Callaway, they're all going to be here. And, and you're going to have to have guys step up and, and continue to grow. But this staff has done a really good job of developing guys and getting the most out of them, which to me that gives you a, a lot of hope going into next year. And I'll tell you the biggest thing, you, you need number and – and I asked him about after the game, after after the way all the way the seasons went and, you know, the off-the-field stuff and everything. And do, do you want to come back, Jared? And he said, you know, I'm, I'm a Tennessee Vol. I love Knoxville. I'm, I'm a Tennessee Vol. And so, you know, if, if he's back, I, I, I think that, that that helps because you, it's just hard. Look at Bo Nix. Bo Nix got a lot of talent, you know. But, I mean, it's so hard to play consistent football and be a playmaker at the quarterback position as a freshman. But as a redshirt freshman, it's a lot easier. So if Jared sticks around and gives you comparable play that he's given you the last three or four weeks next year as the starter and helps continue to lead this team, that means Harrison Bailey does not have to come in here with the world and the weight of expectations right. on, on his shoulders. We're going to take this, uh, this final break. I'll say this about JG. We'll talk a little bit more about this on the other side. Can't say enough about that kid. You know, you go back to ever since the, the – the, face mask tug or grab or whatever you want to call it. Look at what he's done, the way he's played, and the way the people around him have responded, the way he's responded. tells you a lot about what that kid's made of, and it tells you a lot about this team. It tells you a lot about his parents, his, his parents, everything. It tells you a lot about the whole, you know, the whole enchilada. You just remember, I sat up here and I told you when all that went down, this is the same family that was going to see baby Jack Price, you know, the, the, the son right. of Justin Price, you know, in, in the hospital. You know, this was after Jarrett had been benched. You know, they didn't have, they could have easily just come in and, and in and out and just, you know, been there for their kid. But, I mean, these are the – and, and Jarrett and mimics his parents in a lot of ways. Um, you know, so I, they're, they're a tough group of people um, who, who really have a big heart. And, and, you know, obviously I'm sure they're not happy with everything that's transpired. From a, I mean, they understand Jared didn't play well, okay? They're not blind to that. You know, but that doesn't warrant, you know, as Jared called him last night, death threats or messaging his sister. To me, uh, Jared's a big boy. The death threats are, are one, silly, and, and, and two, not as nearly as concerning as, as you know, reaching out to someone's female sister. Right. And to me, that's way worse. And so, you know, uh, just be smart about it, people. I mean, the kid, the kid made a mistake. He didn't play well. We, do you have great days? I don't always have great no. days. I mean, you know, and, and mine aren't magnified like his were. So, but, I mean, that's just. But he, again, he bounced back. He bounced back. In a big way. In, in an age and era, not just on the on, he, on the sports he, field, he, in an age and era where a lot of people tuck their tails and run, he did just the opposite. Yeah, he, he, could, he could have folded. He could have not been prepared when they went to him. He was prepared as anybody and he when delivered. they went and he delivered and has continued to deliver. And here's the key. As we pointed out earlier in the show, left seven or eight throws on the field last night and still threw for 415 yards. And I'm not saying that's going to be the norm, okay? To me, that's more the exception. But the way he played last night can be the norm going forward, and that was the hope of this this staff. And Jeremy Pruitt said it a couple of weeks ago after the Kentucky win. The way he played in the second half of Kentucky is what we saw in fall camp, which is why we had such belief in him going forward, and then he did not perform like that early in the year, and they eventually were forced to go to Brian Maurer and and, and to J.T. Shrout. 
but you know it's JG and he's 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 got that gig again and you know I, I know he's looking forward to closing it out in style. His interview with Cole Kubelik after the game yesterday, where he got emotional and he was and he teared up. Tells you all you just need to tells know. Tells you need to know how about, much it matters to him. Yeah, and 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 the fact that I mean. He, he, he went to the depths and clawed and dug himself back out. And isn't that the enduring lesson of sports? Yeah, and we're this team. I mean, again, Jawan Jennings dismissed two years ago, claws himself back to being one of the – Because you, you're never defined. You're never defined. By one moment. By one moment, good or bad. All right, just take a break, our final break here on The Nation. We'll be back here at the Texas Roadhouse in just one minute. Hey, fans, this season, enjoy the refreshing taste of Coors Light at the seconds, now available at Neyland Stadium. Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. It's made to chill. And Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Both these great brands distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. Celebrate responsibly, and 21 means 21. Down the field, Rocky Top, running through the tee. The Big Orange is steeped in tradition. Charlie, Ken, and now me, Kevin Frazier. Frazier's Carpet One is also steeped in tradition. Since 1953, Frazier's has been the name to trust in carpet, hardwood, luxury vinyl tile, and anything for your floors. Call us at 546-4850. We'll come to you. We'll make it easy. Everything for the floor, from the tradition you trust more, Frazier's. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage license 109111. There's something out there for you and me And the American road is calling So what's it gonna be? Hey, it's an amazing day Traveling our own highway No matter where it leads us We can smile Cause it's leaning in the mind Marathon, fueling the American spirit the world's most interesting beer is now available this season at Neyland Stadium, the home of the Vols. Enjoy the excitement of Dos Equis Cerveza at your watch party tailgate and now at University of Tennessee home football games. Dos Equis is the official beer sponsor of the college football playoffs, so it's the perfect beer for fall Saturdays in Big Orange Country. Brewed since 1897, it's all about tradition, just like college football. So keep it interessante at Neyland with Dos Equis. Please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, proud supporter of UT Athletics. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, thank you for spending part of your Sunday evening with us here on The Nation. We appreciate and do this every Sunday night. I'm Chris Lowe with Austin Price. Our thanks to Trey Smith for being a guest on the show tonight and uh, our friends here at Texas Roadhouse. Uh, I think we'll be here one more Sunday, AP, before transitioning over to the Alcoa location. That's right. Yeah, and, next uh, week's our last week, so the we'll, the the, in, the regular season will end as will our time here at this location. Uh, t- Rick Barnes, Tennessee basketball team plays Monday tomorrow night against Chattanooga, off to a four zero start uh, and playing, as we said last week. You know, you see different sort of team, but a team I think that's going to continue to grow and a team that'll be a lot of fun to watch play. Now they're gonna they're gonna struggle against bigger teams from time to time that really take it to them inside. 
but they also, I think, will be able to create a lot of mismatches with their ability to do things. And when they shoot the basketball from the perimeter, this is going to be a tough team to beat. No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, the, the, they've been a team that's just kind of used their uh, their veteran guard play to their advantage early as they've kind of eased into the season. I think that's helped, you know, a guy like Josiah James kind of ease into his freshman year, a guy that came in with a world of expectations because he was ranked so high. Um, but a lot of times, that to me, that's somewhat unfair. And so he's kind of eased in. And, and he hasn't tried to do too he's much. not do, do too much. So, you know, you look at his line last week, you know, in the win up there in, in Toronto. I mean, you know, four or four shooting, nine points, you know, a handful of rebounds, handful of assists, handful of, you know, steals. I mean, you know, he, he's doing a little bit of everything well. And, you know, uh, again, what they're getting out of Eves Ponds, John Fulkerson, to me, you don't have to get that every night. But to me, you've got a brother-in-law at well. You know, you know those both those guys can't have an off night. And and for that matter, both Lamonte Turner and Jordan Bowden can't have an off night. No. I mean, you've got to have those guys. At least one of them play really well every night. Can't turn it over and got to make some shots. Uh, Tennessee, a twenty-point favorite this Saturday over Vanderbilt. That's about three touchdowns. I thought it'd probably be around there. Uh, Alabama, this is surprising, AP. Alabama, a, and granted, Mac Jones, a quarterback, no more Tua Tagovailoa out for the season. But Alabama, three-and-a-half-point favorite at Auburn. Not and, shocking to me. And Alabama, with Oregon losing to Arizona State, right back in that college football playoff picture. Oh, exactly. If they can, Especially if they're impressive and score a lot of points and beat Auburn. <laughs> if they can beat Auburn. Now, they've got to have LSU went out. They've got to have LSU one out. They can't. Georgia can't win the SEC championship game. And then two, what happens with Utah? You know, Utah is a team that you know they've only got the one loss. And you know, if if they win the Pac-12 with one loss, that that would probably be Alabama's biggest challenge. And I think you know, Oregon losing also helps Oklahoma get back in the picture a little bit. If Oklahoma wins yeah, the Big Twelve but, championship, but, but even then, I think. I think a one-loss Utah trumps one-loss Oklahoma. Oklahoma's their body of work, especially the last month, has been atrocious. Yeah, but you know what? What would be Utah's crowning achievement? They lost to USC. Here's what I think. I think it's more in how they've been winning. Maybe so. So if Utah wins out, wins the Pac-12. Oklahoma wins out, wins the Big 12. Alabama wins and is impressive offensively against Auburn, and then LSU wins out, wins the SEC championship. I think that four spot comes down among, in no particular order, Utah, Alabama, and Oklahoma. Yeah. Those three. Yeah, they're all, they all would be one-loss teams. Two of them would be conference champions. Now, what, ha- what happens, though, if, if, if Ohio State gets to the Big Ten championship game and, let's say, they're not losing to Minnesota. Minnesota but there's, at some point, we, I know we likely, talk about these scenarios. They're more scenarios. likely to lose to Michigan. There's going to be some chaos somewhere along the way. We talk about it every year. But bottom line is, Oregon losing now cracks the door open just a little bit more for Alabama. And, uh, and I can already hear the groans around the rest of the country because like them or don't like them or somewhere in the middle, there, there's certainly some Alabama fatigue out there. People are just tired of seeing Alabama in the playoffs, well, the, the, and they're the, tired of seeing them get the benefit of the doubt. Correct. But here's the deal. If, if Georgia wins the SEC championship game, LSU's for sure going to get the benefit of the doubt. So Alabama's out. Well, they're out, but they would get the benefit of the doubt in lieu of Alabama. So right. either way, the SEC is getting the benefit of the doubt. Out, the SEC would get two wins. Would get two teams. So yeah, there's which still, would help Tennessee's bowl chances because you know there's still probably I think there's still about a 60 percent chance 
that the SEC gets two teams in the playoff. I think there's better than a 50% chance the SEC will get two teams in the playoff. AP, we appreciate it. We appreciate everybody, again, spending part of your Sunday evening with us here on the nation. We'll be at Texas Roadhouse next week. One more Sunday here at the Morrell Road location before going to Alcoa. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. Thanks to Trey Smith for joining us tonight. Have a blessed Sunday evening, and we'll see you next week. Listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Discover how a full tank of Freedom from Marathon will take you wherever you go. Marathon, fueling the American spirit by Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Blue Bunny Ice Cream, available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena, and by Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Keep it interessante and please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State. For more news on college sports and the SEC, this is The Nation signing off.